Yo, so the opinions and views expressed on this podcast are that of our own and the future Bachelor podcast only and not affiliated with any outside party or entity or anything like that. This fun podcast, though, may include some adult language. Future Bachelor Podcast. Welcome to Future Bachelor. My name is Sai. And I'm Veronica. And we talk about everything Bachelor. <laughs> this episode, we're covering quintessential bachelor nation dates what impending hometowns whoa and new ladies making their mark on the beach yeah and this is episode 287 let's go Yes, welcome to the show, everybody. Shout out to our old listeners, shout out to our new listeners, shout out to our goal listeners. Uh, you know, we we before we get going into Bachelor Nation like we like to do on the show, Veronica, I need to know, how are you doing? What's been going on with you? You know, uh, we're fully in the swing of fall here in Atlanta, which though it's still been warmer, but it's been getting chillier in the evenings and mornings and stuff, so we're, we're making it, but... Uh, you know, my ladies have been feeling the fall vibe, so I did kind of a, a couple of little fall girls nights this past week with a couple different groups of friends, just, you know, having some fall, you know, having some fall treats and hanging out and um, just like feeling the crisp in the air and uh, enjoying enjoying not sweating our asses off. Uh, so that's always that's always fun. Um, and then I went to Pontoon Brewing because it's closing because their uh, distribution partner is not paying them anymore. And it's uh, one of my boyfriend's favorite breweries. Uh, and I like it and I haven't been in a while. So we went there with a couple of his friends um, last weekend to get some, uh, you know, the last bits of beer. Hopefully they'll be able to come back, but we'll we'll have to see. But, but what about you? Fun. You've been busy. Yeah, I mean, opening weekend went great for Sweeney Todd. I, we've been sold out. We pretty much sold out this weekend, too. So it's been... Wow. Um, it's been really fun. You know, uh, they added a, a matinee show on Saturday because they their demand was so high. So, the demand. Yeah. Supply and demand. Literally, it, you got one chance to come see the show if you haven't bought tickets yet. And it would be uh, the matinee at 2 p.m. on Saturday to see Sweeney Todd. The show is amazing. Um, I die in it so i go down the chair i get killed by sweeney um pretty oh my epic. god you die that's hilarious yeah it's it's i have probably the most entertaining death i feel like in the sense of like when i die for some reason people always laugh i don't i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing but well, uh, maybe you're just acting your death out you know I, I am i am but it's like i'm hearing the crowd laugh right before i die and then i go down a shoot and then my cast is laughing at me on the other end so um it's it's a good old time uh definitely uh everyone's killing it and we're having fun doing the Literally. run so yeah exactly <laughs> so um but enough of all that why don't we just hop into what we like to do around here you know what i'm saying Cause it's that time to talk about the Golden Bachelor in Paradise. <laughs> yes, but before we get talking about the Golden Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise, YouTube, I'm gonna need you to go ahead and subscribe, smash that thumbs up button, and hit that notification bell so you can get notified every time we drop new Bachelor content just like this. And if you just did, oh man, huge shout out to you. <laughs> Ooh, wee air horn 
ones for you. Uh, you know we have to shout out to our comment crew, and those are the people leaving comments, sweet, sweet comments below our videos. And, um, you know, we have to shout out the Nancy Drew crew. We got Catherine Ann repping in there. Of course, we got Marion SP, um, you know, coming in as probably one of our number one fans because she just, we love Marion SP. Um, and then returning in the comments, we got Sunny Days and also uh, Pretty Jane, who, you know, was feel, I felt like she felt kind of bad about calling me out on my ick of gum chewing two episodes ago. Um, <laughs> if you guys want to kind of see what that was about, you can go back and check. But, you know, uh, I've learned from my mistakes, Pretty Jane. I think we've gotten to a good place. So I love you <laughs> and uh, I appreciate you. You too can give a, get a shout out on our show. All you got to do is leave a comment below. Let us know what you All think. All you got to about- do is talk about our ick. Yeah, I mean, please don't start that and open that floodgate, Veronica. Um, you know, just leave a comment telling us how much you love us or, you know, what you love about the show. And if it's anything else, I'm sure it'll get called out too. But um, yeah, we love you all. So appreciate you um, interacting with us. I love our little tribe we're growing here on on our channel. So shout out to all you. Uh, Veronica, where do you want to begin with this week's episode? You know, week five. Let's start with the Golden Bachelor. Start with the Golden Batch. You know, the ladies are enjoying their time in the mansion. Jesse comes in. He lets them know that this week they've got a magical once in a lifetime one on one date happening. And they're like, oh, shit. And then then he's like, and then a group date, too. And next week is hometown. So three of you are going home. Yeah, it it really felt like whiplash. Like, you know, it happens sometimes when you're watching this, but you're like, ah, we're hometowns. We just started this show. Where did all the women go? Right. Like it literally was crazy that there's only six of them left. Yeah. And when he's all like three of you are going home because only three of you are going to hometowns. You could tell the ladies who have watched the show and who have seen a lot of like hometowns with four people. They're all like, oh, shoot. Like that's half of us. Yeah. Like that's insane. And they're only doing three. Right. So not four. Right. Exactly. So that's the thing. Um, it's half so, of them yeah, because there's only six of them left. They were assuming so. four, so you know it's it's that's that's why you don't assume. You know what they say about assuming, right? You know what they say. Yeah, um. I think we all know. Um, I've been hearing it since I was a kid. Actually, I don't know why they say that so much as a kid. Anyways, uh, so yeah, <laughs> so we get our first one-on-one. Uh, how and and who is it? It's with Faith, which like I we could tell it was going to be with her because her bit for the last two weeks has been how, you know, she got the first impression rose, but she's worried about her connection with uh, with Gary and if it's grown or where it's at because she hasn't had that alone time with him. And I mean, he's going into it, too, being all like, you know, I gave her the first impression rose. Things were red hot from the beginning. But like, I want to see if like has our relationship maxed out or you know, is it going to continue? Like, is this going to make sense? And because it, so it's a very typical one-on-one before hometowns where it's like, this is kind of like the make or break, like, you know, clarity as you will one-on-one. It's this episode like really hits all the main bachelor nation high points because, you know, we're looking for clarity. We're prepping for impending hometowns. We're hitting up uh, for this uh, once in a lifetime magical date. We're going on a helicopter ride. So like in the frame of this show for us as viewers and as podcasters around it, this doesn't feel very magical once in a lifetime anymore because we see it at least once a season. Yeah, this is Bachelor Nation in a nutshell. 
Yes, yes, it uh, is indeed. So I mean, uh, we get the we get the, but we know Faith. Like Faith is, I mean, she was obviously a front runner from the beginning. She's showing a lot of charisma and personality the whole time. Right. Uh, first impression, Rose goes far. I think you know he just had to get to know the other women to really, you know, he knew in the back of his head like a couple women that were you know gonna make it i feel like and faith was one of them so you know they do their thing uh nothing too crazy out of this date i don't know did you pick up anything besides the helicopter i think they did you know they do the helicopter they do the drive-by leslie's back at the mansion freaking out which i always kind of get leslie and faith confused because they look kind of similar um i i i I think leslie is the hottie of (laughs) of the women uh i don't know she just seems to dress like you know more contemporary or you know like the the young women dress you know these days yeah i Uh, mean it was interesting to see faith on this date wearing like a crop top i was like okay faith go off queen (laughs) yeah like when you're starting to see midriff and stuff you're like oh okay yeah Um, right so Um, i can see why uh gary's having a hard time is it gary especially because he talks about like you know he was looking to make sure it wasn't just the physicality and i was like damn gary okay you were just like you know you know feeling that boing uh like for for faith but now you're feeling something deeper for her because she talks a little bit about her past and like how she you know kind of grew up semi-homeless as a teenager and bopping around and you know didn't really have a good home growing up and you know that's why she's gotten into her music and things like that but uh I mean, she gets the one on one rose. They're making out the entire time on this boat that they land on with the helicopter. And of course, she had a fear of heights. So, I mean, of course, she was taken on the helicopter. Um, and, you know, she comes back to the ladies with Rose in hand. And, you know, they're like, tell us about it. Tell us about it. And she's like, I don't know if you want me to tell you. Like, it was great. Like, and so then she's going in talking about, like, you know, the the ride and them being in the hot tub. And it's so funny because Ellen, like, in her little confessional is all like, I didn't need to hear about the hot tub party. Like, hot tubs make it serious. And I was like, that is the most Bachelor Nation comment ever because it's like we got hot tubs on hot tubs like yeah you know, but like, i i understand where she's coming from actually because hot tub is pretty intimate you know what I'm saying? It, is, like, it is pretty intimate that, that might be soup the, of hot water yes i mean at the very least it's a hand on a naked thigh you know what i'm saying so <laughs> um it, it's it's I, I i feel ellen's pain there uh so where do we go next so then next we have our group date. And once again, it's a classic in Bachelor Nation lore. It's the, you know, inner child act like a big big kid date, which I feel like they kind of spun it as more of like inner child for these folks instead of like for, you know, the, the young people, the normal Bachelor and Bachelorette. They spin it as more of a like, we're going to act like big kids today. Um And so they're at Santa Monica Pier. They're playing the games. They're going on the rides. Uh, It's and it's a big time moment for, you know, some people to make their moves or confirm their spot because they're trying to make sure, you know, one rose is already taken. There's only two more left. And they are you trying to make sure they're vying for that group date rose. And um, they're they're all they're trying their hardest. They're either confirming feelings or fully expressing feelings. So Teresa's the first and she pulls him to the side and they're talking about how they really, you know, have been vibing and like how 
she really thinks this is going somewhere between them and she hasn't felt this way with anybody, blah, 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 blah. Like she really wants to introduce him to her family. And then she says that she's falling in love with him. Mm-hmm. And I will say Gary's been so trained because he is so good about like he doesn't show his cards. He doesn't say like me too or whatever. He very much so it's almost like he's some in some of these moments. I almost feel like he's too trained because he's all like, I really appreciate you telling me that. Like, and it's like, that's nice. That is, but it, it is definitely. A it felt, it felt vibe different to- with when he did it with Ellen. I'll say that. Right. Um, I felt bad. I don't know why, but I was like, ooh, like. I got vibes that like he wasn't like his heart wasn't in it. Yeah, like, but it he did, was still it, saying like things that would lead her on. I felt like, you know, right. Like it, it felt like he's like, I really appreciate you sharing that with me. Like, I think we could work out like it just felt like very. But it felt like he wasn't in it when I was watching it and doing the tipsy talks on our Instagram. I was all like, mm, seems like he's just placating her right now. Like yeah. it, it didn't feel like. He was really reciprocating and she thought he was. And I was like, well, maybe she knows something I don't because that's not what I'm getting from. I this like part. Ellen, though. She's really sweet, um, you know, and well, funny. I mean, this was an El- this was an Ellen, though. This was Teresa who was saying. Oh, no, no, no. Him. But I am talking about when he did it with Ellen, though. Like, oh, yeah. you with know, Ellen, th- they definitely I felt like that was an m- emotional moment for Ellen, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, and I also think like Gary made the right move as, as far as like just saving that rose for the rose ceremony. Um, you know, he seemed very conflicted in that moment. So maybe he was just kind of like processing everything. Um, so that brings us to the rose ceremony. This, this is kind of crazy, man. Like this show goes by really fast. I don't know if an hour format. It is fast. Do you think it, how, uh, before we get into the rose ceremony, how do you feel like the hour format is going for this show? for you personally i mean it does feel quick in some ways i mean i think in 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 the general view of knowing that i have three hours of content to watch on a thursday night i enjoy it because it then it does feel like quick and i can like get through it and like whatever i kind of feel like they're not showing us as much content as they could be i get it like they're they're tossing a lot of ads and they're still so like we're really only getting like i don't know like maybe like 40 minutes of actual content if that and i feel like i don't know if they're doing their best job of grabbing all of those best moments like i almost would rather we didn't start with these um you know snippets of what we're seeing at the beginning and just like get into it because I mean I even hate it on a, a lot of these like on the other shows the two hour shows where they're all like tonight on whatever and then like they do I'm like just let me let me just watch the show like I just want to see the stuff like I don't especially because like then we and then at the end of Bachelor in Paradise or even at the end of any of these shows they really preview what we're seeing next week yeah and like, I'm like the beginning of the of, show is the ending of the last show like you know um, and right. I, I think the the thing that would make this better as opposed to like, I don't mind the one hour because I feel like between the Me one neither. hour and the two hour, like the two hour, you're still feeling like you didn't see enough of these people, but it's also like they dragged on this yeah, episode. Exactly. You know, the thing that would work is to keep it one hour, but extend the season a little longer. So you're like, maybe you're with people for like 
like a month or two, like, you know, or two months, like two months, damn, two months is what they're doing, I guess. I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know what the, what could make this yeah, feel like we're more. I think there's more... a way to extend it or whatever where that would make it better. And I think if there's a way for them to be, I know like a ton of editing goes into these shows. Just like you, like there's hours and hours and hours of content that they're filming and they have to really like consolidate and get the best bits. I just don't think they've been doing the best at it with this show in mind. Like I, I, I get that they're trying to like, build up the stories of these people but I feel like I'm there's still parts that I'm missing or I'm saying seeing some of the same shit like I felt like you know the Kathy Teresa bit kept dragging on last like the last couple of episodes I feel like they focus on for this show they might just focus on rehashing a lot of stuff and I'm like I don't really like there's definitely other moments that were missing that I think would be there's just more... no drama either like there was a little bit but like are we only gonna get one scene of drama this whole season like you know these women just seem to really be like nice people <laughs> and it's like hard to get drama out of this in which I think maybe like kind of like uh, an important part of of this show um right. but I don't know let's go on to our rose ceremony uh you know it's it's it, it, uh how many women are going home three four so three Three women are going home. Three women are staying. He has the two roses there since he didn't give the rose out on the group date, which I think rightfully so, because it would have been awkward. I mean, for just the flow of the show, it would have been weird to have a rose ceremony for one rose. Like, I just, uh, at that point, come on. Yeah. Um. So the first rose goes to Leslie, which makes sense, because, like, they... You know, they definitely had a moment at the uh, amusement park at the pier where he confirmed, you know, making her feel better, making her feel wanted and, you know, special because she was feeling some kind of way about not being chosen for that one on one. And she was just chosen for the one on one last week, wasn't she? Right. Exactly. But he he definitely has a soft spot for for Leslie. So he. Gives her that first rose, which makes sense. And then it's really in between uh, Teresa and Ellen because I just, we know that Susan and Sandra, he hasn't really had the same connection with. So it's really, we're been back and forth between like, you know, Ellen saying like, she said how she was, you know, falling in love with him and Teresa saying how she had said that she had fallen in love with him. So there's a lot online for both of them, how they really want to bring him home to their families and Teresa ends up getting that last rose. So Susan, Sandra, and Ellen are going home. You know, I I, th- I did think like Teresa was going to go far, but I feel like she might be next on the chopping block. I think so. Like, cause I just, I, I did not read from his interaction with her at the pier that she, you know, is the one. I, I do... I do feel like it's more between Leslie and Faith, which is funny because I feel like they really are the ones that look the most alike. And it is funny because like they all he only has like brunettes left. Um, So, (laughs) yeah, I mean, it's going to come down to Leslie and Faith for sure, I believe. But we'll see. Hometowns could uh, uh, give it a spin over there at Golden Bachelor. So um, but why don't we just hop right into season nine week five of bachelor in paradise uh you know it's it's we're finally getting the rose ceremony we were uh robbed from last week and uh right before that though there's some the paradise gods have spoken 
Paradise Gods have spoken and they sent down new Sam, Sam from Bachelor in Paradise season two, Canada. Yep. Um, so, so we had we had her down. we had the Sam before that had uh, the poop the baby. poop baby. Um, now we have Sam P. Yeah, get it? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Just. Had to make a little <laughs> stupid joke. Um, anyway, so yeah, the guys are, um, you know, down there kind of sweating. We got Sean, uh, we got Aaron, and they're both just kind of like trying praying. to spit game. And, just trying to spit game. And, and you know, Spencer, uh, Spencer, uh, Sean obviously, uh, you know, is out here like by the skin of his teeth trying to stay on the island. Uh, I really thought it might be him, like, you know, from the previews of last week, but he doesn't really have a chance because he is 26 and she is 34 and she thinks that he, he could be her son. Um, yeah, she's like, I don't know if your frontal cortex is fully fused and developed together yet. It like, isn't. I think it he isn't. just did and I don't know if I'm here for it. So, <laughs> um, But I did find out that Sean is actually from the same area that I'm from. He was like Saratoga, Albany area. That's where around the area I live and stuff. So that's um, crazy. And then he and then he lives in Florida, just like how you then yeah, lived in Florida. Yep, he transplanted Tampa to Tampa. Um, anyways, uh, so she is kind of bachelorette in paradise at the moment uh, with all the guys just like really trying to shoot their last shot before this rose ceremony because she has a rose. And, um, you know, so we get to the rose ceremony. It goes down. Uh, most people are making their decisions. It really comes down to Mercedes pick and um, who's the other and big pick? Olivia. And Olivia. They're oh. the main ones who, you know, had choices to make. And in both cases, they picked, you know, their their, their, their second guy. date, yeah. their second guy. So Olivia chose John Henry. Mercedes picked Tyler over Will. Which I think honestly, John Henry was a good choice. I don't know about the Mercedes. I don't know about that with Tyler and and Will. I mean, Will was like Will had been through it. I really liked Will and Mercedes vibe together. Like, I mean, I definitely saw how her and Tyler vibed, but like, I just felt like her and Will was more the pure like they really saw each other. Where I feel like her and Tyler was more lusty which yeah. i mean no hate no shade it is paradise but sure but you know yeah i'm gonna piggyback off that mercedes i felt like had a good like edit going for her with the will thing like she was kind of like a dark horse and uh you know came out of nowhere didn't care that this guy has already gone through two other women in a span of like a day but um <laughs> You know, know, really like made him feel like one of them being her best friend. Yeah. You know. And then like really pick him up to like drop him real hard when when uh, Tyler came down. And uh, and yeah, I feel like she's just doing it because they want this whole little foursome of her and Tyler and because he's best friends with, with uh, Avon. Avon yeah. And uh, I guess, you know, if, it, if that's the case. But um, poor Will, you know, you for the whole first couple episodes this guy's just straight up look like very depressed and and f color flushed from his yeah, face paradise was rife for was rough for will like I, I mean he's all like i'm upset but like at that point i feel like he's going home he's all like i gotta get out of this place so. yeah and same thing with bachelor in paradise like they did with the golden bachelor like it's it's whiplash again because uh you know 
they're talking about how like when Sam P came down, it's like you're coming in late. It's like really, I don't feel like she's coming in late. Like it doesn't feel like that. And she's yet. coming in late in the sense that she literally is coming in just to give out a rose. Like that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyways, uh, so. Yeah, we get our first uh, rose ceremony and we get Sean. And she does give out, she gives her rose out to Peter. I don't know if we said that. Yeah, she gives her rose to Peter, which Which I thought was a weird choice. Yeah, I mean, I might as well. Why are we keeping Peter around? Like, I I don't get it. She likes Peter. She likes Peter. Um, I don't know if she really likes Peter. I felt like that was like a move to like kind of keep the whole like Olivia john henry peter situation going i think i think she should have given a rose to sean although I, although like i don't really like sean that much i do think he's kind of like perfect paradise people like you he know is what I'm good paradise material it's he like has he'll a lot say cringy stuff yeah he says cringy stuff like he was like yeah. a good voice person he he's, got a lot of he's broing out yeah. like he got a lot of screen time this season um and I didn't really like him before, but it's Paradise has a weird thing of doing that to people. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I actually don't mind Aaron B and stuff like right now and everything. Right. So, Aaron B has been doing well on, on this. And, and I, I felt very happy on- for Aaron B getting picked by Eliza. Like that was, um, it was satisfying to see them because they do make a cute couple, you know? They do. So they do. anyways, uh, yeah. John B goes home. Aaron S goes home. Will goes home and Sean goes home. Um, and, uh, then we come to the next day. It is Kat's 27th birthday. And she, mm-hmm. <laughs> I love this. I, I love watching it. Um, the producers were just going to knock her down all the way through. So, um, you know, I guess I'll just start with like <laughs> the date card coming. And obviously her ex Braden gets picked by Rachel who gets the date card. And right. that was the first thing to set Cat uh, off because she really thought her just like, com- like being like, I want the date card on my birthday day she really thought that was gonna work she really thought it was gonna happen but rachel is like a former bachelorette and she hadn't gotten a date card yet like rachel deserved it at that point oh yeah totally but i mean it was just it was so poetic like you know you can't really you can't really write it any better than this you know just let's 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 go at cat that's what the producers were doing they were not going to try to prop her up on a pedestal they were going to knock her down and uh yeah so you could see her starting to kind of like uh spiral uh and then uh another uh woman comes down right yeah so then so they go out on their date and they're you know having their fun but We'll get back to that in a second. But Davia comes I mean, down. I mean, they don't do anything really too crazy. They paint oh, each yeah, other. Oh, yeah, I guess we could just say it. They paint each other. They act like they're pinatas. They're having a lot of fun. They both open up about how, like, you know, uh, Rachel felt like she was being too serious there from the beginning. And then Brayden, you know, was obviously in a sour mood after everything went down with Kat. And they just, they really, they break out of their serious shells. And they make out a bunch and they have fun and they're throwing candy around and you know they're just they're honestly I like them when they're together I think they're really fun I think they kind of show like what paradise is all about like they're making the best out of situations and they're just having a good time yeah and I do think like Rachel and him are and Brayden are a good fit thank you oh my goodness I think they're a good fit so uh you know, uh, I'm, I'm happy to see that. I didn't like how Blake was describing them, though. Like, 
Blake was, I'm like, what? I feel like Blake is out here acting like he knows everything because he's been on like four of these shows now. Yeah. And I'm all like, just because you kept coming back doesn't mean that you know anything. Like he's being all like, you know, I I don't want Brayden to like dive into head first because Rachel really wants to take things slow. And like, I'm, I'm worried that he's going to like, you know, whatever. I'm like, bro, worry about your own relationship. Because right, right. We'll get to and that I, think, later, but. I think it was really telling because I, I think they're trying or he's trying to get that grocery store joe edit um like the elder on the beach uh and then it's just like it doesn't feel good like blake doesn't feel good because he has jess and it feels like he doesn't appreciate it you know no i i really yeah it feels like yeah there's nothing there's nothing we'll get to that i guess but davia comes down with her date card and she you know looking cute looking fun looking fit and she asserts went to Jesse how, you know, she's interested in Tanner. So she's going down, eyes on Tanner, and, you know, says her little date card, pulls him for a combo, which Kat is not pleased with because she's like, it's my fucking birthday. Yeah, she's like, happy birthday to me. Yeah, like, Davia <laughs> comes down looking hot, like, you know, takes looks at my man, takes him for a conversation, they're on a conversation for a while, brings him back, and pretty much is all like, well, I'm trying to be direct and like straightforward and straight to the point here, and uh, so I'm not going to talk to anybody else. So, uh, Tanner, want to go on this date with me? Yeah, I mean, Kat, I think these are the moments where Kat unravels because she's oh, yeah. really good at pre- presenting herself in this light that is fake. Like, it's just like she's a fake person. Like, she just is like, oh, like, you know, you think she's like a sweet, like, pretty girl. She's really passive aggressive. Like, she acts like she doesn't care, but she cares a lot. Oh, yeah. The second she doesn't get it her way, you just see her personality switch to this, like, like very uh, selfish, like, type of person. And uh, I don't know. It's very satisfying to see. I don't know. This seems like the perfect, like, thing. It's almost like a dog pile on her, you know, uh, the, from the producers. But uh, I don't know. Maybe sometimes on the other end of this, like you can end up like seeing having some type of empathy for her. But I don't know if I'll get there yet because it just seems like um, I, I just need to hear what happens in the rest of the episode. Like because uh, with all transparency, I didn't get to watch like the last like 45 minutes of the show because I, I had my show last night and we were recording in really early in the morning. So, um, Veronica, you're going to have to kind of let me know what happens here. Yeah. So with the whole cat and Tanner thing, obviously Tanner pops up and he's all like, yeah, sure. Doesn't like doesn't hesitate, is really ready to go on this date with Davia. And so then. Tanner and Kat go and talk and, you know, she's kind of passive aggressive. She's like, if that's what you want to do, I mean, I'm not going to stop you. And I'm like, uh, she wants him to say, like, no, I'm not going to go on this date on your birthday. But he already said yes. And so that's what's happening. And he also is like kind of asserting the whole idea of, you know, I came down here, took you on my first date. I want to have clarity to explore like, because I want to see, like, if I'm coming back to this, like, you know, whatever. Because she's all like, well, you know, I I don't want to explore with anybody else. So, and it's my birthday. So, like, I kind of, you know, would want you to want to spend the day with me. But, you know, nope. whatever. <laughs> and 
so he, he Davi takes him takes him on the date because then she's talking when like they're having this talk. Davi is talking to the other girls and she's like, well, blah blah blah. Like Tanner, when I was talking to him, didn't make it seem like you know that their connection was as strong as Kat's making it seem like. So am I in the wrong here? And everyone's like, no, no, no. Like you came down here with the date card. Like people got to do what they got to do. Like obviously it's Kat's birthday, but whatever. And so they go on this date. They're doing, they're vibing, they're having dinner, they're dancing, they're making out. We're like going in between. Now, during this whole part, we're pretty much like bouncing in between scenes of like them having an amazing time on their date and then Kat like losing her fucking mind, sobbing, uh, getting her birthday cake and sobbing, asking for a pinata because she wants to hit something. And then, funny enough, uh, pinata Brayden and Rachel come back and throw candy and then sh- they set up a real pinata and she beats the shit out of it and meanwhile Brayden's all like I'm gonna be honest like part of me feels kind of good yeah that, that this is what we're I getting th- I feel like I'm Brayden right now in real world like you know what I'm saying so um I understand how he feels like this has got to be such a good feeling but like that's what paradise is like you'll have good days and you'll have bad days where you feel like you're the king or you're just watching yeah. everyone else destruct and then some days you're destructing so um you know you got to take your wins where you can and and so Brayden's enjoying watching this yeah, he's he's enjoying. He's like he's like you know like he's like cat's crazy. Like he's like this is like you know a sick part of me enjoys the fact that she is kind of she's getting her karma and like even like even Aaron B says he's all like I don't feel bad for cat. Like this is karma. Like this is just literally this is karma. And um, then like to try to like spice up the night. It's produced karma. Let's just be real here, though. Like- it is. Pro- <laughs> it is totally produced. I mean, that's what this whole show is. Yeah, it's produced yeah. karma. But um, to spice up the night, uh, Sam gets introduced to the truth box as uh, Wells is putting it back together, taping it back together, and um, she decides that you know what we're gonna do is we're gonna play truth or dare like with the group. And so, uh, she dare, like she, everyone's doing truths or dares. A lot of guys are doing dares. Like Aaron takes a hot pepper for a dare. Brayden gives a lap dance to Jess. Um, Pete kisses Kylie and she definitely, she just like, "Mm," when he gives her a kiss, um, Mercedes makes out with John Henry, which Olivia's like, what the fuck? Um, and then, Cat takes a body shot off of John Henry, um, which is foreshadowing. And then Olivia, when it's like her turn to like, she gets the dare of sucking somebody's finger. She goes and sucks John Henry's finger because she's like, I got to reassert my dominance. I got to reassert where we at in here. And then um, Jess gets a truth. And the truth, the question is, is Blake your number one? And she takes a hot second to answer that. She's all like, uh, yes, yes. Like, I have no other connections. Like, Blake's my number one. Yes. Yikes. (laughs) Everyone's Uh, like, eh. And Blake's like, eh. And so, like, they're like. Did she mention anybody else? No. Okay. So. So, uh, you know, then they, like, Olivia and John Henry seem good. They vibe in the pool after the truth and dare. They're having fun making out. Whatever. Blake and uh, Blake is talking to Rachel. Once again, this is like, why is Blake talking to everybody but Jess? Um, Blake is talking to Rachel about how he's like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what the deal with Jess is. Like, now I feel like we're on different pages. Like, blah, blah, blah. And 
he, you know, pulls Jess to go talk and they're talking and he's like, I feel like I can't be fully in because it seems like you're not fully in. And I thought things were going good between us, but like, you know, whatever. And then she kind of breaks down and is like, you know, I, I, I haven't felt like I've been able to fully experience paradise because I've been worried about your feelings and like feeling like I had to make sure I just stayed with our situation because then, you know, when other people like Tanner and Tyler came down, like my friends showed interest in them. And so then I had to worry about my friends feelings and now I just don't even know what I want. And like, this is just overwhelming, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, and I feel bad because like, I do like you and I want to be able to give you an answer, but I don't know like what answer to give you right now. Yeah. I I, I, I like that. I like that. She was able to say that because I feel like that's a real, real feeling on paradise. You know, there's, there's this like stigma of, of like, the kind of edit you get like a cat edit you know right. if you're like bouncing around and stuff but i mean closed mouths don't get fed you know so it's like also that too but also the friendship of everything like you don't want to like be the one like causing rifts in paradise when all everyone's all buddy buddy with each other you know so right um, i feel go- like i can relate to jess because i feel like that's a very realistic feeling to feel about like being all like while I'm like trying to do things for everybody else and trying to make sure maintain the peace or trying to like, you know, make sure that I'm supporting my friends or supporting like somebody who I do like. But then because she's like, I feel like, you know, I can't explore otherwise because I don't want to hurt your feelings because like this is what we've been doing. But like she's like, I haven't been able to like fully like even feel like I'm doing paradise and um and she's like feeling held back because she feels like there's this expectation of her just being with being with Blake yeah um and so so, how does Blake take it what does he say and so he's just kind of like you know he's feeling a little confused he's like I really thought we were good like I I feel like a a little confused on where like you're coming from and she's like you know I really wish I could give you like you deserve like a a straight answer for me but I just can't do that right now like I just don't know like I'm I like it's this is a lot for me like I don't know what to do and she just kind of she has to like go she goes kinds of breaks down like away from him and like they definitely kind of just end the night being a little uncertain of where where they're at so um not a great feeling and and Blake's kind of act is like, you know, like I we're at this point of the experience where we got to make moves and like, you know, I don't want to be wasting my time if if she's not in it. Right. Um, so where do we go with Davia and Tanner? So Davia and Tanner. So it's the next morning. Davia and Tanner had gotten back real late the previous night. And so now it's time for, you know, conversations to be had. Davia, uh, like everyone's feeling the tent, like the the tension. They're all like, okay, like because Davia goes and pulls Cat to talk because you know there's the tension there, and so she is talking with with Cat and saying how you know Tanner made it apparent to her that he wanted to see his connection with other people and how, you know, she's like, cause then cats like drilling and being all like, what did he say about me? What did he say about whatever? What did he say? Like, blah, blah, blah. And Davi is like, you know, like Tanner's hard to read. Like, I can't, I can't tell you like exactly what, how he felt or whatever. I just know that 
he was having a good time with me and like he was expressing that did they kiss uh oh yeah they were making out on their date like they were they were like he was doing lifts they were doing these dances they were making out they were like uh, vibing yeah. yeah it was it was definitely he was definitely having a good time with her and um you know and so Dobby is like just laying out her case and Kat is like being like you know well I'm not going to be an option. And so like, if that's what he's feeling, like I, you know, that's not, obviously we hadn't had an exclusivity talk yet or anything, but you know, it was my birthday and I just didn't expect that. And like, whatever. And Daffy's like, well, I don't know. It was your birthday. And also like, you know, I, cause then he, she's like, well, are you looking to pursue? Like, did he say that he was looking to pursue the connection further with you? We're like, what's the deal? Are you looking to pursue it with him? And she was like, well, like I wouldn't, come down asserting that that's who I liked and only talk to him and take him on the date if I wasn't looking to pursue something with him. So, God, yeah. I love, I, it's like, I haven't seen the conversation, but I love your breakdown of it because you you sound like what Kat would sound like. And yeah. the fact that uh, Davi is talking to Kat like, like, like a, like a human being, like Cash is so self-absorbed with herself that she's just like, what is it about me? What does it mean for me? What is it like? It's like, right. well, if you kind of just watch what happened, you know that I am here for Tanner and you should be worried. So this conversation is pointless. Right. Uh, and, and then Kat's like in her little confessional is spiraling and being like, she does her like typical, her excuse for all these situations every time. And she keeps saying like, you know, I don't know why I keep being with these boys and not men. And like, you know, I, I, I keep wanting these guys who like aren't going to like choose me. I want to be wanted. I'm, I haven't been wanted at all. Like blah, blah, blah. Which like Brayden wanted her. Like, so I don't know why she's saying that. Like Brayden like was definitely more in and then she like ditched his ass. And so Cause there's no like, accountability. Like she doesn't act like she would like made that situation, you know? Right. She's well, and she's acting like she's being so honest and like, forthcoming with her feelings with with while meanwhile when she had that initial conversation while like tanner was about to go on this date with davia she was just being passive aggressive being like well i mean if that's what you want to do you're gonna do it like that's not how that's not being straightforward at all that's being like hey like it's my like being straightforward would be like hey it's my birthday so i'm feeling a little hurt that you just immediately agreed to go on this date when i thought you know we were connecting here right Right. Um, so, I mean, yeah, what is it? What does it leave us at the ends, end of the episode? The episode ends with everybody waiting. Like Tanner finally comes out of the bunk room and it's time for Tanner to and Kat to have a chat. So we're just left on the edge of our seat being like, how's that going to go down now in the light of day? Um, what is our previews for next week telling us? Previews for next week kind of show us that it's looking like the cat and Tanner thing blow up and then she's going to start encroaching on Olivia's man of John Henry and Olivia's not going to be having that. Like, I, I, like Olivia is a dark horse in the sense of like, I don't think you really want to fuck with Olivia. Like she's trying to like she had to make a choice and she's going with it and like she's feeling good about it. And, you know, we we are also seeing that charity's gonna come down next week to you know give insights to the girls uh, about you know some of her ex-boyfriends as she may and it looks like it might get tough 
with her conversation with Eliza because, I mean, the whole Aaron B situation was definitely an interesting one from her season. Yeah, I mean, uh, it looks like John Henry is just going to be weak. Uh, you know, don't take uh, Olivia's kindness for weakness. Uh, and I'm excited to see the drama unfold. I hope Kat doesn't successfully steal John Henry because uh, no. I like Olivia. Olivia. I like Olivia and John Henry. They're goofy together. I think that's fun. Like Kat's just like, Kat's just like hunk hungry. Like she's just trying to find an, her next like hot dude that you know, to make her feel better about the fact that she squandered two of them. Right. Uh, so I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you, do you think, uh, cat deserves what she's getting right now? Do you think, uh, uh, Blake, uh, you know, has been trying hard for Jess. What do you think about the golden bachelor? Like, are you just as surprised how far along we are right now that hometowns is coming up? You know, I want to know all your guys thoughts, um, below. So, you know, we can talk about some of this stuff next week's episode. Um, but yeah, uh, well, V, do you have any other bachelor nation news to go over? Two baby announcements. So CN Fleming, who was on Ari's season, who, you know, was our original season watching together, doing mm-hmm. this podcast together. Mm-hmm. Um, she and her husband, Doug Fillmore, are expecting their first baby together, as well as Shanae, one of your favorites, and her boyfriend, um, Nate Ebner, who used to play for the NFL, are expecting their first child together, a baby girl. So, um, congrats to both couples. That's wild. That's wild that she just went and got pregnant. I know. Uh, <laughs> a little shrimp cocktail. Oh, <clears throat> yo. Uh, anyways, uh, guys, what do you think about all this stuff? Leave us in the comments below, and we'll be back next week for week six of Golden Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise. V, before we get out of here, do you have any shout outs this week? Sure. Um, I wanted to shout out. Um, I'll shout out Katie because I'll be, you know, seeing her this weekend for some Halloween stuff. And I also shout out uh, my friend TJ for it was his birthday yesterday. Nice. That's what's up. Um, And I'm going to shout out the comment crew. Anyone that left a comment on this video, you get a shout out. um, You get a shout out. You get a shout out. Oprah shout outs to everyone. Um, anyways, uh, guys, you know, thanks for tuning in this week. Uh, you know, we'll be, like I said, we'll be back next week with some more episodes. Um, and hopefully I have a little bit more time to watch these shows after this weekend, um, of sold out shows will be over. Sweeney Todd is officially done. So, um, thank you all for checking in and tuning in this week. It's your favorite podcast, future bachelor. My name is Cy. And I'm Veronica. And we love you. Deuces. Bye.